0: Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. The kids are out of school. So what the heck do we do with them now? Our team has been rolling out a summer entertainment guide this month with suggestions for how to make the most of long, sunny days in the city. Part one was on parades. And this is part two. Family-friendly tips for filling your kids' day. It's Wednesday, June 14th. I'm Allie Viarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Brian Heath, you are a dad to two young kids. I want to know as a parent how you feel when school gets out, because I know the kids are like ripping papers in half. Where's your head at?
1: probably equal parts nervousness and excitement. You know, I obviously love hanging out with my kids, but just having to think about filling their day, their entire day, every day for a span of three months makes me a little bit nervous, but you know, like most of parenting, you'll get through it one day at a time. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Does it ever feel as a parent, like you're competing to find ways to entertain your kids during the summer?
1: There is some sort of competition for sure. Like um, there's a finite amount of camps to get into. So you're kind of scheming and making sure your kids get in first before maybe sharing the information to other parents. But as a whole, <laughs> collectively, I would say most parents of young kids are very supportive of one another. And so we just, we understand we're kind of trying to keep our heads above water at all times. So uh, we're, we're out there to help each other out.
0: Yeah. Well, tell us about your crew. What do your kids like to do?
1: Right. So I got a two and a half year old who is definitely <laughs> in the terrible Tuesdays. So she's kind of like a light switch. So she either has Ooh. the go, go, go on, on, on mode or the crash and scream and shout mode. So we're kind of navigating that kind of environment. And then I have a uh, just recently finished kindergartner that just uh, uh, finished up her first year at school up at uh, Uinta Elementary. And so she's super excited about getting into the summer vacation as well.
0: And then they have you, and this is your first summer being a stay-at-home dad, right?
1: I left my engineering career about a year ago. And so like last summer, they were both in daycare. And so I had the benefit of just sending them to daycare summer camp, you know, dropping them off at nine, picking them up at five and kind of so I could think about how the school year was going to work out. So yeah, this is my first foray heading into my responsibility for both of them for the entire time. So, you know, it's just uncharted waters over here. And so I'm just trying to do my best.
0: One of the things that I imagine is also tricky about keeping kids entertained in the summer is that like, it feels like every day they have different interests. Like one day it's dolphins, man. Everything's coming up dolphins, and then the next week it's like dolphins. Ew. Like no, I like the color green. What's wrong with you? What do your kids like to do right now?
1: So my oldest is, you know, similar vein. You ask them what they want to do when they grow up. You know, one month it's it's an astronaut. Next month mm-hmm. it's a scientist. Currently, we're in fashion designer mode. So we've been doing a lot of uh, arts and crafts and maybe getting a beginning sewing kit for her to kind of figure out, uh, you know, what type of puppy dog dresses that she wants to make in patterns. But like you said, who knows what it'll be next week. So yeah, keeping up with that, keeping up with all the changes in, you know, dietary needs, you know, Uh is also uh, a bit of a challenge. But, uh, you know, you just kind of roll with the punches.
0: Well, I mean, you're basically, I would say, a professional explorer of this city. I learned so much from your Instagram account, your column in the City Weekly. What are your recommendations for keeping kids entertained this summer? Like, let's start with camps.
1: One thing I've learned, uh, you know, doing a little bit of research, kind of planning ahead, how our summer is going to go, is there's a bit of a cottage industry here in Utah, probably understandably, since there's so many parents with so many young kids, Uh, So there's Instagram accounts galore. There's websites you can look on and they're all kind of sharing their own thoughts and spreadsheets sometimes calendars sometimes yeah it's like a it's like a thing what are some of them will you list a few yeah sure Uh, I like looking at uh, Utah fun with kids on Instagram as well as like Utah family travels if you're more of like trying to see the entire state with camping and, and different areas around the state they're great but yeah man there's just like a whole ecosystem of these parents trying to help out other parents mostly and so I've definitely been very appreciative of that so the big thing that kind of of uh, occupies the kids' times are, are camps, for sure. And with camps, it's kind of funny. It's a little bit of like feast or famine. I, I don't know how, when you were growing up as a kid, did you go to any camps?
0: Well, I went once to a, a very religious Christian camp in Alabama, and then I was I, I didn't go back. I was not invited back, actually. And then I went to summer camp in North Carolina for, like, many, many years. And that was nice because the consistency of the camp was, like, I think as kids get older, then they start to, like, have camp friends and then they're, it's more steady. Whereas when they're, like, super young, they can't go to sleepaway camp yet. You're like, this week it's space, next week it's Play-Doh. Like, what, they're kind of these weird thematic camps. Yeah,
1: theater. <laughs> then that's what I, I found out is, like, you know, basically any hobby or interests, there's a camp for. So it's like, almost like, you know, when you're needing to buy jeans or something and you go to a store and you just see like a wall of jeans and you're like, yeah. decision paralysis. What do I need to sign up my kid for? You know, there's a bit of that with respect to these kind of like day long or week long camps. But on the flip side, if both of the parents are, you know, working and you're trying to figure out, you know, how can I get from June to August all day, nine to five there really isn't that many options for those like months long kind of full day camp so that's where it gets very very hyper competitive it's almost like signing them up for daycare all over again you know where you have long wait lists or or maybe it's like, you know, trying to get tickets to the Taylor Swift concert. So you're right on at midnight 12:01 on the computer, right. ready to re- log in and register. So the whole camp dynamic is it's been very very interesting for me. Uh, but since you know I have the the benefit of being stay at home, it's been fun to just kind of pick and choose what interests them and like you mentioned, their interests change, you can kind of adopt and and be a little bit more malleable of you know, the experiences that you kind of expect their summer to be.
0: Yeah. You're trying to weave a tapestry of camps to like fill this (laughs)
1: summer. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And heaven forbid you happen to lose out on maybe those months long camps, then yeah, then you're really struggling hard to fill. All right, this week, let's look at the next schedule. All right, let's sign her up for tennis camp for next week. Okay. The the week after that craft camp, and you're trying to exactly weave a tapestry to kind of fill in all the gaps, which is very challenging.
0: Who hosts a lot of them, the longer camps? Like Who are the major players
1: in the long camp game? Salt Lake City School District has, you know, like several months that you sign up for kind of week-long chunks, depending on your needs. Uh, There's like a Camp Wildlife, which is a pretty common aftercare uh, program during school, that they also have summer camps. Um, And... There's also like multi-week camps that you can kind of spout. A lot of museums or the University of Utah, even for older kids, has a bunch of camps related that you can kind of sign up for longer intervals, which is helpful.
0: The Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you wanna learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, Explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. Well, I imagine camps are just weekdays. And some of them I know pick up from my babysitting days. It's like pick up is like 1 p.m. or something, 2 p.m. What about events? I see you... Out and about a lot. What are some of the good summer, like family friendly events that we have in the city?
1: One place I like to go often for events is actually the Gateway Outdoor Mall. They typically have like monthly reoccurring, like, you know, urban flea market or like a maker's market that they kind of put on. And the Gateway is great because there's also other things for your kids to do. You know, It's not just like go visit booths and leave. They got a splash pad if they want to just kind of hang out and get a little bit wet. They have the movie theater. They have the indoor food hall to kind of, you know, you can kind of beat the heat there. So I prefer the Gateway, especially with young kids, like my two-year-old. We just take her up to the upstairs and just let her run amok and go wild and go up and down the escalators, and she gets uh, all tuckered out just from there. So that's a great stop for kind of reoccurring kind of uh, events and festivals.
0: To me, the Gateway, I'm always just like, look at all this space. Like, what are we going to do about this? But it never occurred to me that if I was two and a half, I might just be like, let her rip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when you're two and a half, you're like, look at all this space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <Woo>. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Any like random things you could do kind of any day? Like, how do you fill a day like in a, in a crisis?
1: Probably the best purchase I've ever bought as a young parent is my e-bike, to be honest, mm-hmm. is because the kids absolutely love it. Like I like cruising around, but they love cruising around. Like that's like their favorite activity is load up, go the bike and either go to the playground, go to the park, go to school, wherever it happens to be. They just love it. It's like, you know, the act of getting to the destination is half the enjoyment for them. And then you have the you know benefit of whatever you decide to do for the day, wherever you go. So it's also been fun because like we'll just play like normal road games while we're just cruising around like I Spy or, or Word Hunt. You know, if it takes us a little bit longer to get to our destination, so be it. They're having a lot of fun. You know, when you're on a bike, you can kind of cruise around neighborhoods, discover kind of um, places or spots you may have not considered maybe being family friendly. Uh, For instance, Westminster College is an excellent place for kids in the summertime. It's pretty much empty, um, but they have a lot of a lot of features. I think it's Immigration Creek that runs through with a nice trail that you can walk along. Um, My oldest is learning how to ride a bicycle without training wheels. So we just take her to the top of the parking garage and she can just kind of cruise around and do loops and figure (laughs) it all out. Um, They have a couple of water fountains that they can kind of splash around. It's like one of those like things you don't really think about being, you know, full of activities for young kids. But through the lens of a young kid, oh man, it's just, it's basically like Disneyland on a little bit. A very, very poor (laughs) poor man's Disneyland. But yeah, it's still something that they have a lot of fun with.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is a campus is kind of like a park. It's like a building park. What about parks? Do you guys have a favorite?
1: Currently, we like going to Fitz Park down in South Salt Lake. So that's on like 500 East and probably about 3,100 south. And the reason why we like that one is they have sunshades. So mm. that's like the biggest deal in the summertime is if you go to a park and it's direct sunlight, it's just way too hot for the kids. They hate it. They don't enjoy it. And then you wind up just leaving and going home. So uh, parks has excellent sunshades. They also have... You know, different kind of difficulty levels of playgrounds, which is also important, especially if you have multiple kids. So they have like a little tot park for my my two and a half year old, and they have more adventuresome equipment for for uh, my six year old over there. So that's really nice. They also have a creek that flows through. Same kind of deal. You know, you can kind of walk along the trail and and look at ducks. They have a little area um, for kids to ride bikes in and kind of a contained uh, section. And then even for older kids that I just saw that they kind of have like zip lines installed and, and all sorts of other big fun activities at this pretty big space down in South Salt Lake.
0: Do you guys ever hike? Like how old is old enough to be kind of hitting like the Bonneville Shoreline Trail?
1: I feel like I could probably take maybe three to three and a half year old, two and a half. It seems a little bit much like we still take the hiking backpack, you know, just in case she'll, she'll kind of get started and then we'll just plop her in. Um, but of course, yeah, my six year old, man, she's just up and down getting that energy out on the trails too. So for my younger ones, for my toddlers, we like to do like that Miller bird refuge, um, which is up in Yale crest. It's just like a, probably like a half mile stretch along red Route. Creek. It's a little bit of a hike because it's a gravelly path that you can kind of take at your leisure. It has a bunch of trees that overhang, so it's nice and shaded. And, you know, it's not too long. So if, you know, things do wind up going south with your kiddo, you can easily escape out of there.
0: And you don't have the like car ride and like the parking gauntlet to get up, say, like Mill Creek.
1: Exactly.
0: Something we talk about quite a bit on this show is that the number of school aged kids here in Salt Lake is shrinking. Like we're seeing enrollment declining. The Salt Lake City School District is talking about closing a number of elementary schools, but there are still families in Salt Lake City. So what's missing from our sort of buffet of family-friendly entertainment options? What do you wish you could be doing?
1: Uh, from the entertainment scene, I think we're pretty well satisfied, to be honest. Like, you know, I always say that that Salt Lake City is the the biggest small city that in the country, because I feel like we have kind of like one of everything. You know, if you want to do a planetarium, we got a great planetarium. If you want a dino museum, we got a dino museum. If you want to do gardens, you know, we have every gardens. Like we have one of everything, which I think is one of the benefits of living in the city. And also it's just so easy to get around to the places, to be honest. Like I find myself biking everywhere now and it's not too much of a, a hassle or or delays my getting there. I feel like we're a pretty pretty well established little, little town whenever it comes to at least activities for young children. Now we can talk about housing and then having developed, (laughs) you know, maybe four bedroom or three bedroom houses a little bit more affordable for young families. That's another take. But when it comes to events and activities, I feel like we're pretty well suited here.
0: What about Sundays? Like does stuff being closed Sunday kind of impede with keeping kids busy?
1: I imagine so like, you know, now, you know, thinking about it and pondering about it, but you know, you kind of just adapt with it. Maybe just thinking about our own schedule Sundays, we kind of become more homebodies and just stick around the house more and do arts and crafts here, or maybe watch a movie. Um, So I'm sure it does impact in a certain regard, but I don't know, not not particularly uh, as much as what you would think, you know, it's I know, you know, there's a lot of complaints about how the nightlife scene kind of ends abruptly <laughs> early. But if you have a young family, that doesn't really bother you, you know, so right. So maybe it's one of those things that um, it, it impacts you, but maybe not to the extent of what you think of.
0: You're saying you're two and a half year old and I wouldn't be commiserating about how we can't get
1: into a bar after one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's she might be waking up at one if you'd be interested <laughs> in, in, you know, taking a babysitter Shift, then. There you go. You
0: know what? Next time, I'll just pop by. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last question. Any advice for parents who are trying to figure out the summer schedule?
1: Yeah, I would say just kind of. Be a little bit more adaptable. It's easy and I get it. Like, you know, you maintain a routine. A lot of parenting is keeping with the routine and doing the same thing over and over and over again. So your kids get used to it, but also just kind of be a little adaptable and think outside the box of maybe do a little bit different activities here and there to kind of sprinkle some kind of diversity of, of stuff that you can do for sure. And I think that will naturally will be kind of helpful and, and maybe spurring a new interest in your kids that then you can then further on explore.
0: Yeah. Might be their new favorite thing.
1: Might be. For the week. That's right.
0: <laughs> Brian Heath, City Weekly contributor, Dad about town. Thanks so
1: much. Have fun out there. Yeah, thank you. I hope to see you around on the bike.
0: Whether or not you're a parent, here's something you might want to weigh in on. The Utah State Board of Education is doing its annual core standards survey, and here's why it's important. Core standards are the guiding benchmark for lesson plans and teaching in our public schools. And every year, they're reviewed and revised by the State Board of Education, with input from the public. Are you satisfied with the basic skills, knowledge, and competencies required of students in let's say social studies, in order for them to successfully graduate from fourth to fifth grade, you tell me what you think. Or better yet, tell the State Board of Education. Their core standards survey is live until July 9th. You can review all the core standards at the board's website, and then take the quick survey today. I put both links in the show notes. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.